Wow, yo, what an exciting time that we're living in. Do you agree that we are living in the most exciting time in our nation? And this is not only for South Africa, but this is for Africa. There's something special that God is doing in this beautiful continent of ours. And it's such a privilege for me and Arno to really experience it because, you know, until you can see it in different places and different people, then you don't really get the idea of what God is doing. And we always say everywhere we go, it's almost like God has gone ahead of us. It's almost like God has prepared the hearts of this. It feels like we, we're talking to the same people all the time. I mean, I'm standing here. I'm, it's like I'm talking to people in East London, people in Soweto. Why? It's because it's the same spirit that resonates. There is a move of God in this nation, people. And that's why it's so important that the church must be rightly positioned. We need to be at the right position to be able to see what God is doing in the nation so that we can connect with that what God is doing. Because you see, the enemy has got a lot of shows on the, on the, on the roadside. But God has got the real show. And sometimes we can get distracted with what, what the enemy is doing. Because, I mean, that is his plan, is to distract us so that we don't see that the revival is upon us. Revival is upon us. Hallelujah. There is a move of God in this nation. I can tell you that. I mean, there's flames of revival burning everywhere. It, almost like every corner of this nation, something is burning. Those flames are coming up. And it's just a matter of time. There's going to be a big fire burning in this nation. This is not a wish. This is not a uh, man ideology. This is not a motivational speech. There's been people who prayed for many years and trusting God for revival to break out in, in, South, in South Africa. I mean, we've got a promise. So many prophetic words that went into this nation. Revival will start. From Cape to Cairo. Come on, somebody. You've got to be excited about this. And that's why we do what we do, because we believe that God is moving. And when God moves, we move. We don't stay behind. Remember the journey of the children of Israel from Egypt, the pillar of cloud, during the day, the pillar of fire during the night. When it settled, the people settle. When it moves, they move. And that is so important. The Bible talks about the sons of Issachar. These were men that understood times, the Kairos moment of God in a nation. Not only understanding that and having a revelation of the Kairos moment, but also having a kingdom strategies, knowing what the people or the church ought to do in that time. And that is for us a blessing that in this time we can not only pray, we can not only prophesy and hope, but God can actually give strategies and say, this is how you prepare for the revival. 
We're not, go, we're not bringing the revival. He's bringing the revival. Hallelujah. He's the one who's pouring out the spirit. He's the one who's lighting up the fire of revival. But what we do is to prepare ourselves and to prepare the nation for the move of God. We cannot afford to miss this one. Why do I say it's the most exciting time we're living in? Exactly as Arno said. Go and, and look at your, um, uh, the journey and the story of Jesus when he was performing miracles. He never performed a miracle if there was no need. I mean, in other town, they ask him, can you perform a miracle for us? He said, no. So what happens when, 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 when everything falls apart? When there is a brokenness in a nation? When it seems like there is a blanket of darkness over a nation? When people are going into despair and there's hopelessness everywhere, what happens to the church? What is the role of the church? Where is the church at that time? That is the perfect time for the church to be revealed. Hallelujah. Amen. In Romans 8 verse 19, it talks about the whole creation is waiting in eager expectation, great anticipation. For what? For the next uh, leader, political leader to emerge? For the next uh, Einstein to give us a plan how to deal with this? No. What does the Bible say, people? It's waiting for the revelation of the sons of God. Hallelujah. Amen. The manifestations of the sons of God. And that son is the church. It's the remnant. It talks about me and you. That in the darkest hours of a nation, that's when the church emerges. Because the Bible says we are called to be salt and light. Amen? So when do, when do our, 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 our light become brighter? In the dark. Hallelujah. That's when our light becomes brighter. I mean, somebody asked me and said, but why do you care about politics? Why do you care about, you know, government? This is an ugly story, man. Don't get yourself in this stuff. This is dark. This is like a hole. It's a dark hole. And I mean, somebody who was asking me is a child of God. And I said to him, my brother, how bright is your light? If that is so dark, how bright is your light? Did Jesus say, only be the light where it's comfortable? <laughs> where you feel safe? Where you don't have so much to lose? He says, go. I sent you. Be the light and the salt in the nation. And I believe we're living in an hour where God is raising up his people. And when we talk about the people of God, we don't talk about color. We talk about people who are knitted together with the love and the spirit of God. And if there is any, 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 any movement, if there's any institution that's going to break the walls of separation, it is the church. Exactly what Arno have just done here. This is the heart of God. 
that when I see him, I see my brother. We are one. We are one in the spirit. We are washed with the same blood. Hallelujah. And you know, um, the Lord challenged me a couple of years back about the reversing the curse of Cain in the nations. Reversing the curse of Cain in the nation. What is the curse of, the, of Cain? When the Lord came to him and said, where is thy brother? He gave an answer that continued to haunt nations, even our nation, South Africa. And that answer was, am I my brother's keeper? And I mean, you can see what happened with generations and generations between people, between brothers, not wanting to take a responsibility of one another. This is my brother. I will take a bullet for him. Amen. Meaning that I will cover him. I will not discover him. I, will not, I mean, I will not uncover him. I will cover him. Because there is a destiny that connects us. And I believe the Lord is raising a remnant in, the, in our time. Men and women that will be able to answer that question and say, Yes, I am my brother's keeper. I am my sister's keeper. You know how many, um, how many years and how many, how much money people have made just separating people, just on, just divide them. It has actually become a very lucrative exercise for for the enemy. Keep them separated, divide them. You know, put politics in between bring all this nonsense and let them stay uh, divided. And as they stay divided, you keep control. And even in the church, the enemy has managed to do that. But those days are over. Hallelujah. The Lord is bringing the body together. The church is answering the most important question. I am my brother's keeper. And that is the unity. Because I can tell you, we can see the move of God passing before us if we don't go over that wall of division. If we don't step into the identity that God has given us as a nation. There is a plan, there is a reason why we are are diverse in this nation. There's not a single person who is even in this room and you are here by a mistake. Whether a Zulu, whether a Sutu, whether an Indian, Africans, English, everybody in this place, God had a plan for you to be here. We are planted in this nation. Hallelujah. And we need to begin to listen to the right sound Arno, the right sound. There is a right sound that heaven is blowing over this nation. It's the sound of, of revival and reformation. But there is also the wrong sound. It is the sound of revolution that emanates from the spirit of rebelliousness 
which originate in heaven, when the enemy, the devil, revolt against God. Come on. Those are two different things. And sometimes it really, it pains my heart to see that you can have a church that trusts God for revival and transformation, but yet they give their ear to the sound of revolution. Because those two don't go together. Revolution, it is not God's idea to bring change in nations and society. It has never been God's idea. You don't find even that word in the Bible. The only time you find that word, you find it in the negative, not in the positive. You know, history also tells us that um, this word uh, or the revolution actually started with long time ago in the in the in the in the in the hundreds with with America or Germany I mean uh, France and Britain but it actually started in heaven with Lucifer revolting against God and that seed of revolution was planted in the in the garden of Eden when he deceived Adam and Eve also to rebel against God and so the seed went through generations but reformation is birthed out of revival. And that's why it's so important even when we talk about how God is going to change South Africa. We cannot start with reformation before revival. <laughs> because you need a change of hearts. That's why the preaching of the gospel becomes very imperative. That we need to speak Jesus to the nation. Amen? We need to speak Jesus, preach Jesus to the nation because the hearts of people must change. A revived heart will reform the nation. I mean, if you study also the, 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 the reformation, how it started, the revival, every reformation came out of a revived heart. Amen? All these great men who reformed even systems, they were people that were visited by God. They had an encounter with God. And this is the, this is the time that the nation must have an encounter with God. Because it is only people who had an encounter with God that will be able to steward the nation. That will steward. This, this nation is a gift. South Africa is a gift. It is, it is a special nation. I mean, God has given us an opportunity. We also travel in some of the parts of, of, of the continent. And you get to understand when you get into those nations, then you realize, oh my goodness, I am so blessed to actually be in South Africa. You start to realize that you are blessed. But a lot of people don't realize that. And that's why people will even, you know, follow the wrong sound. That they don't even have an idea where this sound is going to end. Because there is an agenda to keep the continent poor and broke by the enemy. He doesn't want Africa to rise his head. But listen, the king of kings is coming through. 
There is a wind of change that is blowing over this continent. Africa will rise his head. Hallelujah. And Africa is me and you. But it starts here. So it's time to rise. But why do we need to rise? Why do we rise? We rise because we don't only have to give hope. We have to be that hope. We have to be that hope. And that's the thing about being a child of God. You don't just talk about hope. You don't just preach about hope. But you actually become that hope. Because that hope lives inside of you. Christ in us. The hope of glory. So if I have Christ in me and I show up in a community where there is brokenness, I don't just pray and say, God, oh God, just give them hope. I step in and I say, God, how can I serve? Show me how to serve, how to make a difference. Because at that time, I've got a wall in before me and I have to build the wall in front of me like in the, in the days of Nehemiah. I may not build the whole wall, but there is a wall that is in front of me that God said, I'm trusting you. Just build here. And if every one of us can build in front of them, and when you look, you lift your head and you look that whole, the whole wall will be built up. And that's how we become change in this nation. And that's what Time to Rise is about. We've, we've, we've prayed, we've hoped, and we have received prophetic words. But the time has come where the Lord is saying, you need now to take action. And this is how you must take action. God is giving the plan. Organize my people. Let my people come together. When they come together, let them be organized. Let them have a plan. Let them have a vision. And the next thing we're going to meet now, I don't know, we'll talk a little bit about the event in October. But that is just to taste the unity of the remnant. What it feels to be together and to be connected together. But the work doesn't end there because we are, we are not called for events. But events are there to kick something in our spirit. After that, we say, how are we going to rebuild our nation? So Time to Rise is not only about 2024, and a lot of people want to make it about politics and 2024. It's not. We are not a political party. We will, not, will never be a political party. But we trust in God for a righteous government in this nation. We've got every reason to trust God for that. We've got every reason to trust God for that and we're not going to apologize. We're not even going to over-explain ourselves. It's just the truth. We cannot afford to compromise any longer. We need to trust God for a righteous government. Whatever that means, we need to trust God and say, God, we want women and men and women that will sit there and bring the fear of the Lord back in this nation. Otherwise, the entire generations, not generation, generations are going to be lost. So that's where we are standing as time to rise. 
And we say, God, if you raise those men and they raise their hands, we're going to put our weights behind them. And we will support anything that says, Jesus must be the foundation of this nation. Hallelujah. So I'm so excited in my heart because I know at this time, in a time such as this, that's when the church becomes alive. So I'm not going to walk in the street hopeless, but I'm going to walk with an excitement because I know creation has been waiting for somebody like me. So I don't know. Thank you so much, my friend. Yes, yes, Mark. God bless you.